From the reading of God's word in 2 Samuel 20, verse number 1. There happened to be there, it was in a city called Abel, there happened to be there a rebel whose name was Sheba. So Father, thank you for truth and thank you for these awesome ladies we call moms. We're grateful that out of you, Father, came woman. You designed her, planned her, invested in her, all the attributes necessary when married to a man or working on her own or doing the tasks you've assigned her in any capacity, you've given her all the needed giftings and abilities to totally fulfill your purposes in life. We ask you to bless the moms that are here, married, single. We ask you to bless all the single ladies as well with encouragement and strength because there's something in this tasty meal for everybody here. We ask you to bless it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. It says in 2 Samuel 20 and verse number 3, continuing the story, it goes on to say, when David came to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the 10 concubines he had left to look after the palace and placed them in seclusion. Their needs were provided for, but he no longer slept with them. So each of them lived like a widow until she died. David had been displaced by his son Absalom, who had committed a gross rebellion against his father's kingdom, stole the throne from him for a period of time, and Absalom later was killed and uh, lost his life. And David is now returning back to Jerusalem to take back what belonged to him, the throne. And then a wise woman, it says in verse 16, cried out from the city, Hear, hear, please say to Joab, come nearby that I may speak with you. And when he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? And he answered, I am. And then she said to him, Hear the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I'm listening. And she spoke, saying, they used to talk in former times, saying, they shall surely seek guidance at Abel. That was the city she resided in. And so they would end disputes. I am among the peaceable and and, and faithful in, in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. This is not so. But a man from the mountains of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bersi, by name, has raised his hand against the king, against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, watch. His head will be thrown to you over the wall. And then the woman, in her wisdom, went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bersi, and threw it out to Joab. And then he blew a trumpet, and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. Wonder woman, my goodness. What a theme, wonder women. And uh, some people think that's kind of a current superhero. It's not. She's been around a long time. Uh, Fearless. Wonder women are fearless. They carry the lasso of truth. They have a chest plate of protection on. That tiara is not just for looks. They use it as a boomerang and just take you out. Wonder women have superpowers. They're focused, they're wise, they love, they use their words with great wisdom because the tongue has the power of life and death. Wonder women have purpose, God-given purpose because they were created from his heart and he has instituted a very important role for each of them to play. The character of Wonder Woman was created by William Moulton Marston. And she took her place among the comic book legends, Batman and Superman, in the 40s. So They've been around a while, these characters. Superheroes were a new creation back in that day. 
and each week thousands of issues of comic books were pouring off the presses. Superman first appeared in 1938, Batman in 1939, and Wonder Woman in 1941, the first woman to be accepted into the famed Justice League. Wonder Woman was a trailblazer, and in this trailblazing, there was no accident. Rather, Wonder Woman was the very deliberate creation designed as a female superhero. She was a superhero designed to express Marston's belief that women could be strong and free even though they faced a society and villains who threatened to chain them and enslave them. But the Bible had Wonder Women long before they became popular as comic book characters and superheroes and landed on the big screen. Like, look what we've discovered. Now, the Bible's had these ladies involved in, in the kingdom principles throughout God's word. The hero of this story was a wise woman. She was a wonder woman. And I wonder what would have happened if God had sent wise women to find Christ's child in Israel instead of wise men. One thing, they would have gotten there earlier because the women would have asked for directions. See, it took the wise men three and a half years to journey from Babylon over to Jerusalem. In addition, probably the wise women would have brought more practical gifts instead of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? And here we're introduced to one who is called a wonder woman, a wise woman. She's called by God in that name and in that genre. In this chapter, there's some categories of women that are listed. There are captive women. There are 10 women who had been abused and raped by Absalom, David's son. And when David returned to Jerusalem to take his throne back, he took these 10 women and placed them under protection. It's a picture of women who have been held captive by something that happened to them in their past. They were victims of evil and pride and ego and lust for power. Some have been held captive because of shame and abuse and past mistakes. There are some still held captive, not behind bars of metal. They are captive by memory. These women, are, these women in this Bible story were held captives. There are women held captive today. They cannot enjoy release from resentment, hurts, unforgiving circumstances, past mistakes, haven't been taken advantage of. And you might hear this phrase used by those held captive. I can't change. I can't stop. I can't do it. I can't let it go. I can't go forward. They're in the cage of I can't. They are held prisoner. There's another group of women mentioned in this chapter, the comfortable women. They were living in peace. They lived with some, some level of comfort, and they were enjoying their lives. They were not necessarily interested in kingdom matters. Their city was in crisis, but they could care less. They were living contentedly. Very dangerous place to ever, ever land. I'm one of the peaceable and, fruit, uh, and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city which is a mother in Israel, the enemy was infiltrating their community. And the end result would be the destruction of their entire community. They were not concerned with the kingdom of God. They were concerned with the kingdom of things, their lifestyles, the kingdom of me, being content, kind of just closing your eyes, satisfied with what they had, what they owned. They lived in the bubble of their own comfort zone, They constructed a safe zone, like so many are trying today, and they didn't want their routines disturbed. Let me live as I choose. Women who were captive and women who were 
comfortable. And among the community was a wise woman, a committed woman, a wonder woman. She was the one who saw her city in crisis. And the kingdom of David had been in crisis. There had been a revolution. David's son Absalom had betrayed his father and began a coup and took over the kingdom for a period of time before he was killed. Now David is returning to Jerusalem to reclaim his rightful throne. But there was a remaining division in Israel between the men of Judah and the men of Israel. So every man of Israel deserted David and followed Sheba, the son of Bishri. But the men of Judah from the Jordan as far as Jerusalem remained loyal to their king. Anytime there is a division, the enemy can move in, and he does. Sheba, an evil man, observed the division in the family of God, Israel. And when he saw the division, he thought, this is my chance at a second revolution. I will take the throne. I will finish what Absalom started. I will kill David and wipe out his followers, and I will sit on the throne of Israel. It stunned David when he discovered those who were not with him. Do you know what circumstance reveals your true friends? Trouble. You don't know who your friends are until you get into trouble. David thought, I'm in the palace. I got marbled floors, ivory throne, gold, wealth, and fame. David thought he had friends. He discovered when the crisis arrived, half of those friends left him and pledged their loyalty to somebody else. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves you through it all, not just when you're riding high. David had some true friends. They said, we're not with you because of the gold. We're not with you because you live in the palace. We've been loyal to you because you're the king, and we're loyal to you because we're committed to you and we believe in the purpose of God in your life and what he's going to do through you for the nation of Israel. You'll discover the difference between your so-called Facebook friends and friends, or you'd better sooner than later. There was this committed, wise, wonder woman in this story, a resident of this community. Word of God says she saw her community in a crisis. And David had observed this evil Lord who was leading yet another rebellion in Israel. And David says to his commanding general Joab and one of his mighty men, Abishai, David said to Abishai, now Sheba, the son of Bishri, will do more harm, do us more harm than Absalom. Take your Lord's servants and pursue him, lest he find for himself fortified cities and escape us. So they pursued Sheba And he runs into a city called Abel. Sheba, an evil man, is embraced by the city and they give him refuge. The community fortified their city. They lowered their gates. They reinforced themselves to protect an ever-growing cancerous growth among them. But in the pursuit, in pursuit, is General Joab following the commands of King David to subdue Sheba. And when Joab sends word to turn over Sheba to him, because he tracks him to this city called Abel, and sends word into the city, send him out to us. 
the people are unconcerned with his request. General Joab then commands that his army begin battering down the walls of the city. So Joab's forces arrived. They attacked Abel, Beth, Makkah. They built a siege ramp against the town's fortifications and began battering down the wall. A nonstop siege, round the clock, relentless pounding. Imagine the inhabitants of the city. The walls are shaking. Its foundations are cracking. The noise keeps their family members awake through the night. There is no rest for the people of Abel. And the people know when the walls are breached, when the gates are crashed, there will be death to our families. The city will cease to exist as we once knew it. And there was this wise woman, this wonder woman in this community. No one else stood to address the obvious evil among them, the impending destruction of their community. But her family was in danger. Her community was in danger. Her life was in danger, and out of seeming obscurity, she stands up and says, if no one's going to step up, I'm going to step up. And as the walls are being battered and the city's future threatened, God's people are all surrounded now in this city by this army sieging the city of Abel. Pressures against your homes, pressure against your families. Can you feel it today? Some of us are seeing and sensing the siege in our day, the battering rams of hell coming at the foundations of our culture from every direction, not just from one direction, from multiple directions at once, a sense of being surrounded. Hell is attempting to destroy your family, destroy your home, destroy your business, dismantle everything that made America great, her spiritual and moral foundations. And as this was happening, we must be like this wise wonder woman. And we must ask, why? What is the issue? What has caused this? What, what has happened that we're now in this place? Her moral justice kicked in, and she decided, I will be responsible. I'm sure there were judges and city leaders that should have stepped up in that day. It was a male-dominated culture. There were male leaders who should have taken charge. There were elders who were supposed to be stationed at the city gates every day to make the hard decisions when there was a dispute going on between people. They had all abdicated their responsibility. They were not acting when action was called for. So this wise woman, I'm calling her Wonder Woman. Today's culture calls her Wonder Woman. She says, I will be responsible. And if no man will do what is right, if no other will do what is right, I will take responsibility. I will not allow my family to perish. I will not allow my friends to perish. I will not allow my culture to die. I won't sit here and lose it all. I am responsible to act. God, thank you for responsible women. Amen? Not just one superhero, not just one wonder woman. Many wonder women who know how to pray. They know how to step up. They know how to act. They fast. They worship. They are warriors. They are armored up. These women are carried along, not by invisible planes, but they are undergirded by warring, invisible, angelic hosts that carry them to their destinations. These are not waiting around for someone else to act. If there's no male that's willing to stand up, if no one will stand up, You become that responsible woman and say, I will do it. If no one else will, you'll step up and do it. 
for your family. You'll do it for yourself, women of wisdom and women of responsibility. This woman stepped out of her safe zone, stepped outside the walls of the city, and found General Joab. The wise woman in the town called out to Joab, listen to me, Joab, come over here so I can talk to you. And as he approached, the woman asked, are you Joab? I am, he replied. And she said, listen carefully to your servant as she took that lasso of truth and wrapped it all around him. And he said, I'm listening. She said, you seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. She said, I'm taking responsibility. I'm a mother here. And she exhibited the characteristics of a true superhero. I'm taking responsibility for my city. I'm taking responsibility for my whole nation, for our inheritance as Israelis. I'm taking responsibility for my family. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? Why would you do that? And since no one else will step up, I will. I'm a mother in this community. I'm concerned about my children and my children's children. I'm concerned about the battering rams about to knock down the walls of of our city, Abel, destroying our gates and destroying everything that God has blessed us with. I'm concerned. And I'm a responsible woman. And she was responsible. And she was respectful. She respected General Joab and his authority. She was respectful in her attitude and her speech toward him. She spoke respectfully about her community and her home. And she said to him, let me show you what you're destroying. She said, there's a proverb about our community, about our city called Abel. And the proverb says that if you have questions and you bring them in here to us, you'll never question again. You will get your answer if you come to us. God gifted us with that ability. And she said, they, surely, they shall surely seek guidance at Abel, and, and so they would end disputes. They were able to settle peaceably all kinds of issues in that city. This is a place with answers. This is a place where people who show up confused leave with the right answer. And when the battering rams of hell attempt to destroy our homes and our communities and our nation, it's not a man. It's a mother. It's a wonder woman. Never underestimate a woman who knows how to pray, intercede, fast, and fight. It was this mother in Israel who said, my prayers can make a difference. My voice will not be silenced. And she said, General Joab, the place you're trying to wipe out with those battering rams is a place where people come to find answers. The problem solver is here in our community. The answers people need, those answers are found right here. Marriages have been restored. Children have been restored to their families. Addictions are broken right here. This is the center. This is the place. This is where God dwells. And this woman said, I'm responsible, and I'm respectful, and I respect our, our, our values, and I respect your leadership. Women, men, never speak negatively, but speak positively. Notice the approach she took. It wasn't negative. It was positive. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. That's what Paul wrote. So do not hang around those who speak negatively all the time about others or about your church or about your leadership. Nothing good comes out of it. And by the way, once you allow them to do that, 
with you, they'll do it to you. She was so powerful, and she said, I'm one of those who is peaceable and faithful. I'm among the peaceable and faithful in Israel. Be counted among the wonder women. Not only faithful. And we can find faithfulness, but how about the attribute of being peaceable? Passionate about godly principle, but her approach is peaceable. Avoiding division, if at all possible. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Blessed are the peacemakers, not troublemakers. We thank God for wonder women who are faithful to the Lord, to their spouses, to their families, faithful to their purpose, and they are peaceable. This was a woman who had the respect of her community. Like Sarah, who respected, the scripture says, Abraham. In fact, in 1 Peter it says, she respected him and honored him as the head of her family. Even when he lied and Sarah was taken to the king's harem, even when he sold her down the river, so to speak, because he was afraid for his own life, said, well, she's my sister, and let the king take her. She still respected him and still honored him because it was her character, great character in Sarah. She was, this woman enabled, she was a responsible woman. She was a respectful woman. She was a ruthlessly strong woman. She said to General Joab, why are you destroying our community? And Joab said, I don't have a problem with your community. (laughs) I don't have an issue with you. I have a problem with what you've allowed to take refuge among you. You've allowed an evil rebel to live among you. And because you've allowed this rebellious one to be in here, we will tear down the whole city to get rid of him. And when we hear a truth that the Holy Spirit reveals to us, when he gets right in our space, the Holy Spirit is not seeking to destroy you. He's after the part of your spirit that is in rebellion against his word. And Joab said, if you will turn that rebel over to us, we will cease the siege and the battering rams will be pulled back. If you hand over this one man to me, I will leave the town in peace. This is about an attitude of rebellion you've harbored, and it's time to deal with it. Watch this Wonder Woman. Her attitude was awesomely strong and ruthless. She wasn't hesitant. She didn't halt between two opinions. She acted. She said, wait out here. And she said to General Joab, I want you to look up toward the sky. And when you see the head of the rebel come over the wall, you'll know we have dealt with the rebellion in our town. This is a strong, principled, take-charge woman right here. She wanted her family and her home favored. And above all, she wanted what the king wanted. The king did not like what was taking refuge in the city called Abel. And anything the king does not want in here, I will not give sympathy towards sin. I will throw its head over the wall. Throw the head of unforgiveness over the wall. Throw the head of addiction over the wall. Throw the shame of past guilt, rebellion over the wall. You will not have my family. You cannot have my children. You cannot have my home I'm throwing it out over the wall. 
Wonder Woman went in and she assembled the leaders of her community and they agreed, we're going to deal with this. The woman went to all the people with her wise advice and they cut off Sheba's head and threw it out to Joab. So he blew the ram's horn and called his troops back from the attack. And General Joab calls off the siege. King David will be pleased because the rebellion has been dealt with. And folks, if you want to please King Jesus, deal with the rebellion. Deal with anything that goes on in your spirit that you know displeases the king. God wants us to deal with matters the king is not pleased with. And what gives the enemy the right to come in with battering rams and attacking our homes and lives and families we have become easy on sin. There's too much sympathy for iniquity, too much sympathy for rebellion. Throw it over the wall, clean it out. No more sympathy for that devil and that sin that it spreads throughout the body of Christ. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Over the wall, the battering rams, listen, will cease. Your life once again will know the peace of God. Your homes, once again, will get in order. The favor of the Lord will return to your life. You'll have joy and peace. It'll be a pleasure to get up in the morning and serve Jesus. Whatever the Holy Spirit says the king is unpleased with, take it and throw it over the wall. You cannot have the blessing of God and entertain rebellion because God calls rebellion equal to witchcraft. These are days when we must become strong and ruthless against personal sin. Jesus said in his kingdom, the violent take it by force. And women and men in the kingdom of God, those serving our king, must exhibit these same character traits. Responsible. It's on me. I'm not going to stand around waiting for somebody else to get involved or to pick it up, or to go to work, or to volunteer. I'm responsible. All of us are individually responsible, respectful, honorable in the way we treat one another, ruthlessly strong, fearless, and purposeful. In the book of Judges in chapter 4, there was an evil king. His name was Sisera. This evil king now was being pursued because of all the damage and crime and lives that were caused because of his evil spirit. And on the run, and, and, and others in hot pursuit to do away with him, he comes into the tent of a lady by the name of J.L. for rest. And she fed him, and she allowed him to rest because he was weary from being chased. But this king warned J.L., do not acknowledge my presence in the tent to anybody, he said to her, stand at the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, is there any man here? Because these were big. These were big homes under tents. If anybody comes to the tent door and asks if there's a man in here, you are to say to him, no. Okay. So he warned her. And then he went and lay down after he'd eaten, had some milk, and she covered him, and he went to sleep. And while the evil king slept, J.L., Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg through his temple. 
and it went down into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And then as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, I'll show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into her tent, there lay Sisera dead with the peg in his temple. Another wonder woman in the scripture, of which there are many that I don't have time to go into, nor in the backstory of how the woman of Abel went back into that city and dealt with all the leadership and got them involved and then had to go pursue this rebel, Sheba, and find him and in his entourage and put them all down. Okay, Here's Jael doing something similar. We need women who hammer in prayer, who hammer in fasting, who hammer the truth in their homes that hell will not tear my family apart, nor addiction or unforgiveness and rebellion will not tear my family apart. Women who say, I have the superpower available to me. Victory will be mine. Listen, in Jesus' mighty name, I have all the power I need. It was not a man. It was a woman of God. And ladies, you have authority to get ruthless with devils and say, I have no sympathy about division in my family. I will throw you over the wall. There was another evil leader in Judges. And once again, God used the Wonder Woman to deal with him. He had burned men, women, and children alive in one city and killed them. And now he's made his way to Thebes. And it says in Judges 9, Then Abimelech went to Thebes, and he encamped against Thebes and took it. And there was a strong tower in the city, and all the men and women, all the people of the city, fled there and shut themselves in. So they went up into the top of the tower. So Abimelech came as far as the tower and fought against it, and he drew near the door of the tower to burn it with fire. But a certain woman dropped an upper millstone on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. Got to love these wonder women in the Bible. You know, the, these, they, these people they put up on screen, they, you, know, you need, they, this is the story it needs to be told. This is the story. These are people of character, people with boldness that are not going to just roll over, Okay. She was strong, and a millstone is heavy. I mean, like heavy, heavy, over a 1,000 pounds on its way to a ton. And listen, the Holy Spirit empowered her to save her community. The Holy Spirit gave her supernatural strength to drop this thing on this guy's head. God has given us women with muscles who can pray strong prayers, who using the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit can do the heavy lifting and prayer and change the course of history. Power to change the course. That's what these women did. They changed the course of history for their children and their children's children. They were victorious in battle. And watch how weak your adversary is, ladies. Then Abimelech called quickly to the young man, his armor bearer, and said to him as he's dying, Draw your sword and kill me. In other words, finish me off. Lest men say of me, a woman killed me. (laughs) So his young man thrust him through and he died. 
Such a brave heart he was, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. I'm grateful I'm married to a strong woman. Some men were intimidated by strong women because they like domination. I'm grateful for a strong woman. You should look for one. If you're looking for a lady in your life, look for a strong woman, a woman who knows how to pray, a woman who can stand on her own, a woman who seeks God, doesn't need any help in doing it because she knows who God is herself. She can serve him with or without you and will because she loves the Lord with all of her heart and he's first in her life. A woman that comes gifted from God with abilities you don't have and you're thankful because she's a compliment to who you are and brings blessing to who you are. Not intimidation, but thanksgiving for the gift she has of discernment that God plants in her so that when you're about to drive off the edge of the cliff, she goes, you may before you do that, you may want to look at that a different way and brings a word from the Lord to you because he will use her to do that. I'm thankful mine has done that more than once. Amen? You need women, a woman of God in your life. Yes, you're the head of the family. Oh, sure. The Bible is very clear. What does that mean? That doesn't mean you dominate. That means you listen carefully. You let them voice their opinion, give you their insight, what they feel they believe God is saying, or maybe their own opinion. And then you get the job and responsibility of being the last word. You get the one to be the arbiter. You're the one who has the responsibility to take that input, evaluate it prayerfully, and then make the final decision. That's what it means when you're the head of the family. You get that responsibility. A lot of guys I know run away from that. A lot of guys I know in the community don't step up when they need to step up, and they have to let the ladies take the lead because some guys are just too contented. And listen, ladies, I'm going to empower you today. You just go do whatever God puts on your heart and lead the way. We need revival in our community. We need revival in the state of California. We need revival in the United States of America. And when this last election rolled around and that president came out and said, my theme and motto was make America great again, I don't know if he knew what he was saying when he said that, but my interpretation is we need to make America great again because it's built once again on the foundations and principles of God's dynamic and holy word. And we live by that. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Devil, the women you have despised and attacked and abused and relegated to second class, these are wonder women whom the Holy Spirit is visiting in these last days, said the prophet Joel, repeated by Peter the apostle, on my men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in the last days. A visitation from the Holy Spirit, because before God, there is neither male nor female. Thank the Lord. He's fixing to give the devil a whipping. He'll long remember, not just by the men of the church, but by the women of the kingdom of God as well. And he will use, he will use women to crush the head of the serpent. And devil, a woman, slew you through her son, Jesus. 
And generationally, she was in position to be a strong woman of God and to trust him completely with something happening to her that had never happened to any other woman in the world and never again will happen to another woman on the planet. I'm thankful for a godly mother. What a heritage I have. I'm thankful for a godly wife, mother to my children. I'm thankful. And I pray you are too. Let's stand and give thanks to God for godly mothers in our lives. Amen? Single or married, you can rid your life of bitterness, abuse, strife, addictions. You can kick the enemy out, throw him over the wall. You can destroy your intimidator, cast fear out from your life and from your family. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, saints. Take a moment and praise the Lord for godly heritage.